G'day punters, we are back at Kembla Grange this weekend for the running of the Run to the Rose. Plenty of good horses engaged, including the return of Enemo, which we're all very excited about. Uh, draw for the Kosciuszko was this week. Exciting times, plenty of horses uh, getting into the race, slot holders uh, securing their horses to go around next weekend. Is it next weekend, Hildo, the Cosy? No, 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 it's not to like... It's not until late in October. October, October. So they've got plenty of time. October the sixteenth. October the sixteenth. Same day as the Everest. Same day as the Everest. Same day as the Everest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, plenty of time. So, uh, did you Five say weeks. six slots have gone already? Six slots are gone already. Yeah, six slots left. Six slots left. So those those people can sit on them for a little while, and hopefully something jumps out of the box and. Uh, and takes their eye, and then they can take them uh, closer to the race. They can. I think besides the obvious ones who we thought, you know, we're going to get picked, like Handle the Truth, Victorum, Art Cadeau, those horses are always going to sort of get picked up pretty quickly. Have been a couple of shocks with the horse like uh, Plonka and uh, another horse ahead of its time who actually the owner drew a ticket. He's obviously going to put his own horse in the race. Um, they've been a little bit of a surprise, but I think the other people will probably sit and wait a little bit on some of these uh, horses that haven't been racing. Um, edit for Cody Morgan's been picked up. It's had a lot of hype with three trials, won three trials out here and came across from New Zealand, Australian bloodstock. So it's got a, a slot now and anyway, six to go. So people will be very interested uh, in a few of these races that are coming up. Who would be the horse that you'd have your eye on outside of the, uh, the obvious that have already been taken? Yeah, look, it was interesting to see that it's me. Um, Cab sort of said wouldn't go for the race. He had a nice, she had a nice gallop the other day, and Cab said, "Oh, look, they're going to look for black type with her. She's already won the Cosy last year." Um, and speaking to Ash Morgan about her, he said that she'd come back bigger and stronger, and said if she sort of stands up and is sound, she'd be very hard to beat again. But unfortunately, we won't see her in it. But hopefully, we'll see her in the spring. Um, I really like the horse that won at going on on Monday. Uh, my Benalla for Sue Grills. Uh, I thought he, he hadn't raced for 18 months and to do what he did first up was very, very good. He was in a trial with uh, Mr. Hustle and Edit at Tamworth before that and he trialled really well and he came out and ran uh, ran a really good race on Monday and went good against the clock too. They sort of went out slow and he, uh, and, and he came out very quick and thought he did a really good job uh, from back in the field to win and beat a couple of good, honest country gallopers. So he'll take plenty of improvement out of that. The other horse was Mr. Hustle. I really like his, his uh, highway runs. They've been really good. I think Cameron Crockett's done a great job with him. And um, I noticed on Twitter last night, Kieran McAvoy actually pushed for him to get in the run of the race. So must be giving him a good feel and the couple of times he's been on him. And he's another horse that I think can run a race he gets in. Yeah, I reckon the barrier beat him on Saturday. He had uh, right. Eagle just got That's back it. too far. Uh, but yeah, he'd be riding a race like that. Uh, I've had something at big odds on Sunrise Ruby, so I hope she gets a, a slot for, for Mitch Beer uh, at $51. She's into $17, so hopefully she can get a slot. She's lightly raced, and yeah, and I, I think she'd, she'd measure up to a race like this. Uh, it's to be run on the 5th, 16th of October, so we've got about a month. Uh, to secure their secure uh, horses in the race, it's it's going to be a cracking race. Ice in Vancouver, uh, he's been a little bit forgotten about, but um, he's a nice horse. I'm um, just looking at the market yeah. now. Got a lot to live up to from last year. We found it's me last year at uh, 100 to one. So um, 
tried to replicate that this year, but uh, it's been a bit tougher to find something around uh, around the big odds like that, especially when she ended up starting. Uh, 210 or something like that. She was very short on the day. Yeah, we found her in 101 after she won a maiden at uh, Scone. So um, it was a good get last year, but kind of struggled this year. Who did she beat? Something got up on the the inside. Uh, Do you remember? Redouble. 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 Yeah. That that was, he was with Mitch Beer. Used to be with Beyond, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, Mitch Beer can replicate this year with uh, Sunrise Ruby. Ruby, But we'll jump into these races on Saturday. The feature is the run to the rose, but we'll get to that. Uh, We're going to go through the quaddy legs, uh, plenty of action on Saturday. The first race we're going to go through is the the Group 2 Theo Marks over 1,300 metres. It's race seven on the card. The best-backed runner in the race uh, is Madame Rouge. She's $18 into $10. Big parade. Yeah, he was well supported. He he went up with the tab six dollars on Wednesday at ten forty six, and then he was chipped away into three dollars ten an hour later at eleven fifty eight. So he's sitting around that three dollar ten mark now. He took control of the race uh, a couple of weeks ago at Kembla. He broke the track record, only for it to be broken a couple of races later by King of Sparta. Does he get complete control here, Luke? Uh, he's going to have company for sure. Um... The horse like Peyton Place in the race who does roll along um, is going to be a bit of a pest to him. And then you've got Discharge from the Gaybot stable as well, who's obviously going to, um, from six, is going to drive forward and um, he's not going to get his own way in front on uh, on Saturday at all. Yeah, he's... Uh, I, I, I couldn't see... Uh, Gay's got two in the race, uh, Discharge, as you said. And, and I reckon the... That Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot team, um, I think Embracer really can win the race and he can take a sit in behind Big Parade. Uh, so I'd suggest Discharge won't let Big Parade get his own way. Um, Embracer's my horse. He's been 12 into $9.50. He missed the start first up uh, and that's not his go. Uh, and he had to do a little bit of work to find his spot. Uh, and I thought he was really good there. He, he hit the front. He just peaked on his effort late and Private Eye had to reel off some some really good late sectionals to beat him. Uh, I think he's going to strip fitter for that effort. He gets, I think, a one and a half kilo weight swing on private eye uh, for that effort. And uh, second up, uh, his form isn't great second up, but his last two second up, he struck wet tracks, which isn't a, his go. So uh, we're going to find out about him on Saturday. He gets good surface, and I think he's going to be hard to beat. Uh, who's the first horse that you're going to be putting in the quaddy, Luke? Uh Sort of a favourite of mine, this horse, uh, I really like in the Marley from Matt Smith's stable. Um, first up run last time in was a, a enormous when she beat uh, Yao Dash. Um, she settles handy. She's drawn 11, a little bit sticky from there. I think there's going to be enough genuine speed in the race to be able to come across and hopefully get that sort of uh, one out, one back, or, or maybe two pairs back in the running line. And... Um, you know, what she did last time in, like second up, beat Graceful Glamour. I just think she's over the odds at the moment, I think, in a race like this when um, it's probably not as strong as what she's come up in the past. And um, I thought her trial at Gosford was super the other day. She does like a little bit of bang out of it. I'm not sure if she's going to get that tomorrow at Kembla. It did have rain earlier in the week and a few of those tracks down that way have come up soft. So I think Kembla might have the edge off it and that's probably what she needs to perform at her best. 
Yeah, and she was terrific, as you said, first up, last preparation winning. The other one that I'm going to put in, I'm going to put in Big Prey. Uh, he was super winning first up. Uh, he carried 61 kilos. As I said, he broke the track record only to have it broken uh, a couple of races later. He's been back to the trials. His trial wasn't uh, as great as you would have hoped, but if he can reproduce what he did first up, uh, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. He might have just come back a different horse. Uh, he loves 1,300 metres. The pressure is the key to him, whether he, whether or not uh, he gets plenty of pressure or not. But if he gets his own way in front, uh, if he can control the, the race, find the fence, uh, he's going to be hard to get past. Uh, so he's the other one that I'm definitely going to be throwing in. So, so far we've got Nimali, Embracer, Big Parade, and last but not least, what are you putting in, Luke? Ice bath. Uh, I thought she was super in her return first up this time in. Um, was on a pretty good track there at, at Ramwick and she uh, got through it okay. She does like sting out of the ground, but she went really well on top of the ground at private eye. Um, and I think she finds the right race here. She's just going to be nestled in behind that speed. I think there's going to be a fair bit of pressure there with uh, Big Parade, Embracer, Discharge, Peyton Place. I think uh, Kieran's going to get the nice run behind and up to 1300. I think she's well suited tomorrow to be just stalking that speed and, and hopefully get over the top of them. I think she's going to be take a power of beating tomorrow. Okay, so our numbers in the Theo Mark Stakes are numbers two, Ice Bath, number five, Nimali, number 10, Big Parade, and number 11, Embracer. Moving on to the feature race of the day, the run to the Rose, group two over 1,200 metres. The best backed runner would have to be the size produce winner, Enemo. He's been 310 to $2.45 since markets opened up. Uh, Glenn Eagle's been specced at odds, $67 into $27. The size produce winner returns here, Enemo. Where does he get to from barrier five? Can James find a spot close enough to the speed here, Luke? Yeah, look, I think uh, I think he can. I think there's going to be enough sort of uh, pressure inside that are going to roll along a bit. And I think he sort of gets to where he wants to be. If he wants that one out, one, one back spot, he can. I don't think he probably needs to be there. He might sort of settle a pair further back. But I think I've sort of got him three pairs back in the running line. And I think um, he gets the best run in the race from such a good gate. Yeah, I, I have him uh, not too far back. I, I just think there's not too much speed in the race. Um, like in the Congo, should be able to take control of the race and, and prove hard to beat. But I'm, I'm going to make my two cases here. I'm going to make a case for Animo. Uh, obviously, uh, size produce was outstanding. Uh, he, they had the uh, champagne stakes at their mercy uh, and they elected to bypass that and have uh, this preparation in mind. Uh, so he's been for a spell. Uh, he's trialed. He had a he had an elevated temperature, so that's the concern with him that he that he missed a little bit of work and and he missed a missed a run. But he shows up here. I'd suggest that he's in order and he's going to be really hard to beat. The, the money early, the early money suggests that he's going to be really hard to beat. He draws five. James is in the saddle. He can win, uh, no doubt, and he'll be going in anything everything. Uh, Converge. Uh, he was really good in Queensland, uh, missed the start in that size produce. And I think the stable worked out how to ride him uh, when he did miss the start because he ran on really well in that size produce. And then they rode him quiet uh, in the JJ Atkins and he was a dominant winner. Uh, he's trialed really nicely since uh, the latest one being against the older horses. Draws three. 
Um, I'm not sure how quiet they can ride him from barrier three, but I, I wouldn't expect him to lead. I think he can uh, bob up over 1,200 metres, even though he will be better suited over further, having being by Frankel. Uh, yeah, so Enemo and Converge for me. Hilda, you're going to make a case for the other two Group 1 winners in their two-year-old season, Captivon and Stay Inside. Yeah, but both horses I thought were um, very good the other day. Uh, Captivant was, uh, I thought he went uh, enormous and probably exceeded expectations the other day. And he just draws to do no work and, and get the right run in the race on Saturday. Like you said, we're not sure if there's going to be a lot of speed in this race. Um, I think Timmy Clark will be positive on Converge just to hold his spot and hold his ground. And he sat third in a 1,200 metre race first up last time. So I think he'll he'll still want to be forward knowing the gay bot stable. Um, and I think Captivon just gets a nice, easy run in the race, does no work, and he finished off really well the other day, and I could see him doing it again. Um, stay inside. It was just probably sort of a pass mark the other day, um, but I remember coming out of uh, out of the autumn with him and, uh, and discussing with a few people, and I was like, there's no way that Danimo would beat Stay Inside uh, in, any, in any races moving forward, and so I'm going to sort of stick with that and think that he can measure up again. Um, as I said, I was a little bit disappointed in his first up run, but it'll give him a pass mark. Gate wasn't any help. He gets a sticky gate here. I'm not sure what uh, what um, Kieran's going to do on him. Um, as you said, it's a race that probably may not have a lot of tempo, so it's going to be sticky for him. If he can get a little bit of luck and, you know, maybe get the, in that running line, uh, I think he's going to be right in the finish and we'll see a big improvement on his first up run. But um, it's going to be tricky and come down to what Kieran can do. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely an interesting runner staying inside. Um, as you said, pass mark first up. He was really good between the four and the two and then he just knocked up. Uh, so he can strip fitter for that. But barrier 10, it's just really awkward for him. I reckon they, they'll probably want to make a statement with him and... I think that they will go forward on him because if he gets back and uh, and he's just running on, he's not going to get an Everest slot. Uh, if he goes forward and makes a statement, he's a chance of getting an Everest slot. Uh, and I, I'm not sure how many more times we'll see him if he, he if he puts in performances like he did first up uh, because he's a cult and he's worth plenty of money. So uh, not sure, not sure. It's, a, it's coming up to D-Day for him. Stay inside. Anything else to add on that race, Hildo? No, I just think tempo and, and race structure is going to be part of a big play there. You've got the two gay bot horses drawn for three and four. Um, Timmy Clark and Josh Barr, both positive riders. They may even try and push forward and control the race. And um, yeah, just good call. And then you've got Waller with Home Affairs in 14. Does he push the button on him to help out the rest of them? I don't know, it's going to be a very, very sort of tricky race and it's going to come down to some tactics. And the more we talk about it, the more you find that no matter what happens, you feel that J-Max just going to get the right run in the race and it's going to have to all happen around him. Yeah, he's just got the right turn of foot, Animo. I'm excited to see his return. But it's going to be an intriguing race, especially just the, the tactics early on and, and where horses land. So the numbers we are going for in the run to the rose are numbers one, stay inside, number two, NMO, number three, Captivant, and number four, Converge, all up the top. So one, two, three, and four for us in the run to the rose. Moving on to the next, race nine is a benchmark 88 over 1,200 metres. There really hasn't been much money for anything here. Uh, the best back runner would be Mazu. 
uh, $14 into $12. It's not much speed engaged here, Luke. What did you, who did you expect to take up the running? Uh, yeah, look, it's an interesting, interesting race, this one. Um, you've got the Zushak runner of Joe Pride um, coming down from the Hayes Dominic first time in Pride. He's a horse that can definitely settle on speed and can roll forward, but um, just... You know, with the Pride Stable, it just might have a different scenario with it. We don't know too much. Trials have been okay. Uh, yeah, interesting one. I'm not too sure uh, about it, where it's going to land. I think it can roll forward, and I think it and a horse like Anime will probably sort of take up the running. Um, J-Mac drawn 11. I think he's probably got to push the button and go forward. I can't see him wanting to go back in a race like this that could get away with not a lot of tempo. And then you've got, obviously, True Detective drawn low who will probably push forward and keep that pressure on. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Eminate will take control of the race. But as you said, um, Zushak, with no weight on his back, uh, he's an interesting runner and he might be a touch of overs. The two that I'm going to make a case for, uh, number one, Count Rupee uh, on his home track. He's going to be hard to beat for mine. First up, last preparation, he was absolutely outstanding on the Kensington track, chasing home Marway. Marway come out and blitzed him in that town plate at Wagga. Uh, so that form is good. And then he went and won on a soft seven surface uh, at Rose Hill. That was in 78 grain. But I don't think uh, that real wet surfaces uh, are his go. He's probably better suited on soft five, good four sort of tracks, just a little bit of cutout. Uh, but this horse has got a good record on the track. He's got a good rest record at the distance. No public trials. Uh, he tackles benchmark 88 grade first up. He comes in with no weight with the claim for Brock Ryan. Uh, so he comes in with 53 kilos. He's drawn five, so I think he can find a spot just behind the speed. And and I, I have him down as a pretty nice horse, and I think he's going to be wound right up for a, a peak performance first up on his home track. Uh, Emanate definitely goes in for mine. I thought she was pretty good first up in that toy show. She just needed room a bit sooner, and she wasn't beaten far. She was only beaten two and a half lengths. Uh, she draws 11 here. If James takes control of the race, we know Kembla Grange can play on speed. And I think she's going to be hard to beat. So uh, counter rupee and emanate for mine. You're going to make a case for Ventura Ocean and the forever unlucky Hulk, Luke. Yeah, look, we've mentioned this um, Ventura Ocean a few times now, and, and I'm not sure what the uh, story is with the horse because he's been accepted and, and scratched a few times and whether they're waiting for a dry track or the right race. But um, I think he, he maps to get the right run. I'd like to see him sort of midfield from seven. I think Nash can be there just in case this race is not run uh, at a very quick tempo. He can just be close enough and he's not going to get too far back. Uh, I think this horse sort of slipped under their guard. He sort of came to the Lees camp and went straight to Brisbane. And I think he sort of exceeded maybe what beyond what their first impressions of him were. And then he came down to Sydney and he was super in the Frosty Rocks race. And that form's been great. And Frank Frosty going on and winning again. And he was very unlucky back on the inside there. So I think it's his chance tomorrow. He'll be in the running line. Hopefully he's midfield. And um, I think he's going to take a power of beating with, uh, with the right run in the race and, and Nash aboard. So um, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. And then the other one I'm putting in the quarter is, uh, yeah, the luckless Hulk. It's just, it's a bit of a default bet or default, default pick this one. Um, he just keeps doing it. So he keeps turning up and, not delivering, but getting close enough. So, um, look, he's going to find a little bit tough tomorrow if they don't roll along, but he's just won in the race. If happens to be a little bit extra pressure and they push the button on True Detective and they can they can roll along and they are swooping tomorrow at Kembla, um, he'll be the one getting the last crack at them.
late with uh, D-Boss on board who loves to get over the top and sort of annoy people and win races when they're not on. Yeah, well, he's, he's always got to go in because he's always thereabouts and he's got a good record on the track. He's had two starts for one win and one second. So he definitely goes in everything. Uh, our numbers for the ninth race, the benchmark 88, are numbers four, Emanate, number six, Ventura Ocean, number eight, Counter Rupee, uh, and down the bottom, number nine, Hulk from the Chris Wallace stable. Uh, moving on to the last race, Benchmark 78 over 1,500 metres. The best back runner so far has been Love Planet. They went up $9.50 on Wednesday. He's into $4.60 with James McDonald on board. Uh, Brooke Spire, she box-seated first up over 1,400 metres on the Kensington track. Uh, that was on a wet surface. She draws 15 here, Luke. Where does she get to on a firm deck? Yeah, um, this is sticky for her. Uh, second up assignment, she was super first up, um, blew them away. And I know it was at McKenzo uh, midweeker, but she really destroyed them. And um, going to be tricky for, for Huey, going to need one of his best. I'm sort of hoping that she can get three wide with cover, maybe midfield, touch worse. Um, but I think there's going to be enough pressure in this race. And, um, yeah, I think if, if Huey can sort of just find find some cover somewhere um, and track into the race. Uh, it'll definitely be finishing off strong. Could be looking for a touch further, second up now, but um, hopefully she's still got a bit of freshness in her legs from her first up run. Yeah, I, I thought she was very good on the Kensington track uh, first up, but it's just sort of a change of scenery here. It's a it's different uh, setup for a heavy track to a good track. Uh, drew in, draws out here. Uh, she's an interesting runner, but uh, I expected her to be a little bit shorter than she currently is in the market. The horses that I want to make a case for are Wariri Falls and Celestial Falls, the two Fallses. Uh, Wariri Falls, he, he did his best impression of Farlap two starts ago. He was terrific winning at Randwick. I know that was a, a relatively weak race, but he was getting back onto a good track and he was very good. And then he backed it up uh, Randwick a couple of weeks ago. He just got too, too far back from the outside draw uh, and he had the best final 200 metres of the race. He draws better here, draws barrier seven, so he can find a spot close enough to the speed and he's got a good turn of foot. Uh, I just can't get him anywhere near that $17 currently on offer. They went up 13, he was into 10 and he's back to 17 or $18 now. So I just think he's huge overs. The other one that I think is a good gamble in the race is Celestial Falls. If she can reproduce any of what she did last preparation, uh, she's going to be really hard to beat. Uh, she runs second to Soldier of Love first up last prep, and then she runs second to Vena Girl, and she runs third to Vena Girl uh, in the Roses. So I, I know that was a long time ago, but she's got the class to uh, give this race a shake. First up, she was an absolute complete excuse. She was wide with no cover. And she didn't really shirk a task. There was a bit of money about for her that day as well. She draws better here. Um, getting onto a, a drier surface is in her favour. And I think $23 or $26, whatever is available, there's a, a little bit of overs about here. I think she'll be uh, well supported on the day. You are going to make a case for Brooke Spear. I know you've already made it, but uh, round that out for us. And Academy, who's been $15 into $9 already, Luke. Yeah, look, I think Academy sort of sets up well for this race. Third up, 1,500 now. Um, controls this race on its own. I don't think they're going to have too, too much pressure uh, with him. And the two kilos for 
Tom Sherry brings it back into the race, gives it a 60 and a half. Still a good weight, but two kilos off helps and um, has drawn wide. But I think it's okay for this horse. It gives him some time to roll across. Tom's a good front-running rider. As I said, I don't think he'll have too much company up there in front. He can control the race out to 1,500. And uh, he's run against uh, a tissue. And his first up running kings here have both been very creditable. And I think he'll... Um, be very hard to beat if he gets his own way in front and can get away with a few cheap sectionals. He might take some running down. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be uh, against him at all. And there's been money to suggest that he's going to improve third up. Uh, so our numbers for the last leg of the quaddy are numbers one, Academy, number five, Celestial Falls, number eight, Wariri Falls, and number nine, Brookspire. Uh, just going through all our numbers for the quaddy, just to round it out. The first leg, we got one, five, ten, and two. The second leg, we have two, three, four, and one. The third leg, we have four, five, eight, and nine. And in the last leg, one, five, eight, and nine. Best bets on the card. I'll ask you in just a moment, Luke. Mine is race nine, number eight, count to rupee. As I said, I just think he's going to be ready to fire first up on his home track. Uh, his first up effort last preparation was outstanding behind Marway. That's good enough to win this race. Comes into it with no weight on his back with the claim for Brock. Sets up well. I think he's going to be hard to beat. What's your best on the day, Luke? Uh, yeah, soft spot for Namali. Um, uh, I think she's uh, really in at this race. She's got an incredible first up record. She's at three goes first up, two wins in a second. I think she's much better early on in a prep. A great job last time in. Horses like Gowdash and Graceful Glamour. Then went on to the Queen of the Turf, Group 1, wasn't beaten far, and then on to the inaugural running of the coast, but she wasn't beaten far by Brandenburg, probably an unsuitable mile uh, or, you know, the end of her prep. So I think she's right in this race tomorrow, and she just needs a touch of luck from gate 11, but I think you're getting overs about her, and if she can get a little bit of luck, she's going to take care of beating tomorrow. Well, it's Count Rupee for me and Nimali for Hildo. So that is... Race seven, number five, Nimalee. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Cheers, mate.